shenanigans. and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Doc Brown. Just a Doc Brown. Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna see some serious shit. I stole the uranium from the, uh, uranium, no, wait, was it? Libyans. Libyans, that's it. The, that's why well, it was so hard I think to it's say. Plutonium. Plutonium. I don't know. The movie's pretty like sure thirty years old. Pretty sure it's plutonium. Could be. Anyway. I mean, I make I make references to old things. I don't actually know what those old things are. <laughs> Great. Well, this is one thing I can help with because I love those movies. Who <laughs> doesn't? Yeah. Oh, there's someone out there. Anyway, <laughs> I say that because. Uh yeah, we are watching. A, a time travel show. Yeah. Mm. We are watching Stein's Gate. This is a uh, listener recommendation from Nicholas in our Facebook group. Uh, thank you. Hopefully we don't shit all over your show. <laughs> no promises. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation, <laughs> bud. <laughs> we have hard opinions uh, about things. <laughs> yeah. And if, uh, I'll put this right at the top, if you have a show you would like us to watch or a show you love that you wish to share, please tweet at us, Are We There Yet? Or join our Facebook group, Are We There Yet? Podcast, and uh, let us know. Yeah. Or if you have a show you like shitting on and want other people to shit on. Yeah, also if you say, hey, this is a hot garbage fire, please do an episode on that. Uh, I would love to see more garbage. I love, (laughs) love dumpster fires. Oh god, that that Christmas episode really, really set changed our tone, didn't it? Really set a new I'm sorry. Uh, what Christmas episode? Uh, I, I don't remember. I have it. no memory. Oh, okay, I got you. I'm <laughs> Jewish. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Steins Gate. So yeah, Steins Gate. Uh, do either of you have any history with this show? Uh, uh, as I said, I have not seen it, so I do have a fun guess as to what it's about. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm really hoping it's about Frankenstein and the <laughs> and like and like the mob, the mob of people at at the gate. Yeah. Do you actually believe that? I don't Do you think believe it, show? but I want it. You want that? Yeah, but I am aware. Like Dukes knows, I am vaguely aware that it's about. Like, time stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking into it to make sure it wasn't, oh, we need to do science on this sexy lady. (laughs) Hey, are you bad-mouthing weird science? (laughs) Yeah, basically. How dare you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, I know it's time travel related, and that's it. So, uh, Brendan, do you have any history with this show? Yes, I've actually seen it before. So, when we got this recommendation, I could atone to him and be like, yep, this is a good one. Yeah, time travel, I think it was originally a visual novel on the PSP, and then there's, like, a few visual novels, so when you look up Stein's Gate, like, you get a bunch of, like, other things, it's all of those. 
as well as the manga, as well as the anime, as well as, I think, a new reboot that happened recently called Steins Gate Zero or something. That I haven't seen. Yeah, I saw that when I um, looked it so up. This is, uh, yeah. so this is a bigger franchise. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and I've only watched the this show, so I don't know if it's the same story, if it's other stories, if it's about other characters. I don't know all of those. I just know this anime version. So, but I enjoyed it. Cool. And I'll leave it at right. that. <laughs> Let you <laughs> form your own opinions. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we will be watching the first three episodes, and uh, oh no, oh no, I'm being sent back in time. Oh no, oh no, oh I feel like we've done this bit before. Oh no, <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> We just watched the first three episodes of Steins Gate, and I am confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's not going to clear anything up with us talking about it again. <laughs> it, was it's, a, uh, it's, it was a time it's a travel real, and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real <laughs> thinky show. It gets into like a lot of the details and like nitty gritty of time travel versus like Doctor Who, where it's just like I'm an alien into my magic box, and that's it. Yeah, they are definitely uh, diving deep into the science of time travel and all the uh, theoretical possibilities and all that, and the varying schools of thought on it, which is uh, interesting, but hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay attention. It's not a background show, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Alright, so, in episode one, we open. There's a man talking about things that are infinite and finite and i was like "Ooh, i feel a theme coming on a theme for the rest of the show so he has like this brooding monologue going on and i thought it was an inner monologue but then it kind of pulls out and he's talking on a cell phone and i was like oh okay (laughs) i feel like that mom i need to tell you about all these theories i feel like that kind of also can you pick me up after school today (laughs) i feel like that's kind that kind of sets the tone for his character but in the beginning i didn't think of that i just Mm -hmm. thought after watching yeah but so he's interrupted by this girl and uh she's like hey come on let's go and he's like yeah all right uh and He's wearing a lab coat, which is fun. Very Doc Brown of him. Very much. <laughs> it almost, I honestly think looking back on the series, I think there might be like a handful of lines that are actually inner monologue. He very much just spouts whatever's in his head out immediately. Yeah. Uh, so his name is Rintaro Okabe. Uh, his friend's name is Mayuri, and she calls him Okarin. So that's what I call him. Because yeah, it's that's easier. That's what all my notes are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I somehow uh, missed their names at the beginning, so I was just like, science guy, assistant girl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they're going to a lecture at a building Mm -hmm. that we later find out is a radio hall, but I did not know that. And the whole time they were in the building, I was like, this is scary. Because it's just dark (laughs) and like the hallways are really narrow. I was like, where are they? Gotcha, it's a horror anime. Gotcha. Nailing it. It could uh, be. It, yeah. So, 
Existential horror. Love it. Uh, <laughs> My life. <laughs> so they go into the radio hall. See, I'm already confused. <laughs> they go to a lecture about uh, when the guy starts, we find out it's about time travel. Yeah, but according to the wiki, uh, Rintaro Orkarine finds the thing on the roof first. But I thought he did that like no. mid-lecture. He, he there's a, a initial lecture where it's an older guy talking, and he gets like a few lines into his lecture, and Alcarine immediately jumps up and interrupts him because he's just yeah, because he this dumb dumb asshole. Yeah, so the guy <laughs> giving the lecture is about it's about time travel, and as he starts talking, Ocarine is like, "Oh, I've got you now, sir," and he stands up and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey." You're plagiarizing this theory from John Triter, who at this point we know nothing about. Teeter. Teeter? Triter? Titor? No R? Titor. Titor. Yep, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he leaves the lecture, sees the thing on the roof. It's mysterious. We don't know what it is. We never know what it is. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't. As of right now. I assumed it was a time machine. (laughs) Why would you think that? That's insane. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, So then he finds Mayuri and she's doing some gachapon machines and she needs 100 more yen and he gives it to her and then she gets a super rare metal upa. Upa. This is all very disconnected, very disjointed already. Uh, it it does that. It kind of jumps around a lot. So yeah, it's not our notes yeah, that we are jump dis- around a bunch in time. Uh, it's not our yeah, notes that I'm, are disjointed. It's the show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it all comes together. Uh, yeah. But so the bullshit lecture, not great. They leave. Oh no, they don't leave. Oh, not yet. He Ocarine runs into a girl. Her name is Kariso Karisu. Makise. For some reason, the the order of letters in these names just doesn't make sense in my brain. <laughs> like, it just doesn't look right. Anyway, she mm-hmm. meets up with him. They, like, run into each other. And he's like, hey, you're that smart lady. And he's like, she's like, yeah. You asked me a question earlier or, like, a week ago or something. And he's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, hmm, I don't know. I think you did. See, I don't... Like, what happened in this show? <laughs> she, she's... Yeah, that is... That's the annoying thing about a lot of time travel things, is they start to set up like, oh, this thing happened in the past that you don't remember because you haven't gone back in time and remembered that you've done it yet. And it just leads to just... it. You keep on watching because you're confused and you need answers, <laughs> rather yeah. than it setting up like, ah, uh, you actually care about these people. <laughs> Yeah. Shit. Um, Way to just so unravel he's... all of time travel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my theory. It is not plagiarized by uh, John <laughs> Titer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets on his phone and he's like talking about how she's an agent from some organization. Well, it's the organization. Organization the is capitalized. Mm-hmm. It's a big yeah. deal. Um, and she's like, what? And she takes his phone and it's turned off. Uh, so... Ah, but it's a clever ruse that whenever someone touches his phone that isn't him, it automatically shuts down. Wow! 
See, this is the first I was like, is he nuts? Yeah, I kind of. Is he nuts? I feel like he might be nuts. Because this is the first time he does like his maniacal laugh as well, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. Him talking yeah. about... Him talking onto his phone when it's turned off is like a weird social anxiety coping mechanism, it seems like. Yeah. Because he does it whenever he's kind of like stressed out. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, can we take a brief moment to address how extra this guy is? He's... Very much That's so. the best thing about him. That's his only only redeeming quality for me, is how extra he is. <laughs> I like how extra is a redeeming quality, though. Yeah. He's so yeah, over cause... the top. In the opening, he talks about how, like, scientists aren't one for poetics, yet he is the most, like, theatrically trained uh, uh, scientist you will ever meet. Wild. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Also, let me, I'd like to address, I watched the dubs. I know, Dana, you watched the uh, subs. Yeah, I watched it on Hulu, and they did not offer me a dub, so I watched it subbed. It's a shame. I really like the... uh main guy's uh, voice actor. It's a very resonant voice. Oh. Uh, I did uh, dub sub dub. Great. I'm yeah. also, Ooh. I feel like if I watched the dub, it probably wouldn't have been easier to follow, but I had a lot of trouble taking notes this time. Like, mm-hmm. especially so. Anyway. Yeah, it's a lot of Yeah, dialogue. same. Yeah. Um, so what? It's talking with uh, um, Curiousu? Scientist I lady. Redhead. She's, I, yep. Um, (laughs) so that's like when she addresses, like, you asked me something earlier and he's like, nope, bye. And he walks away and then, uh, he doesn't think they've met before, but she seems to think they have. Um. They're talking to, he's talking to Mayori and she's talking about how she lost the Oompa already and that it's a really rare one and can be sold for 10,000 yen on eBay. And he's just like, oh shit, we gotta find that and sell it. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to sell it. And he's like, what? what?" He says, he says, 10,000 yen will do so much for the laboratory. We're broke. And I'm like, the laboratory? Maybe he is an official (laughs) man. (laughs) Maybe he is more legit than his rambling will lead on. Yeah. Um, So then they hear a scream. And Mayori's just kind of like, huh, weird. And Okarin's like, I'm going to go... You leave. I'm gonna go check this out. Well, Mayori doesn't actually even react to it because it's in uh, I think episode three. He like asks her, "It's like you didn't hear the scream." She's like, "No, I don't know what scream you're talking about." Mm. So this is something only Okarin hears, and he runs off mm. to find out what it is. According to the wiki, she heard it. <laughs> but well, hey, fuck the wiki. I'm the expert. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the wiki. Um, so he goes to invest investigate this scream and he finds scientist lady in a pool of her blood on the floor mm-hmm. presumably dead <laughs> gotcha we're watching a race again it's his mom <laughs> it's his mom yeah <laughs> or as the wiki puts it then we get bathing a, in a pool of her own blood yeah. i don't like bathing in a pool of her own blood i don't <laughs> like the way they put that <laughs> hey they need to make it as dramatic as he yeah, is yeah i guess so so he's like real shook up about this, but he just leaves. He yeets out of there. He's like, no, thank you. Um, yeah, done and here. He's like trying to tell Maori what happened, but like super can't. And he takes his phone out to send a message. And as soon as he hits send, he's like, he's like revivaled. It's kind of is like race. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and he's sent back, not back. He's sent to, this is where I was like, is this like an alternate universe thing? Because he's still where they are, but there's just literally no one around. He's all by yeah, himself. Yeah, the whole city streets empty. Yeah. Um, so he goes back to the building and Mary just kind of shows up and she's like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, uh, what, what's going on? And then like everyone comes back and they're at the building, but something has crashed into the building. So the lecture gets canceled. The lecture that they were going to see gets canceled. The lecture that they already saw is canceled. What? What? Yeah. Oh, and then there's the opening halfway through the episode. Was there? Yeah. They they had like a uh, uh, cut to commercial break. Uh, it was a weird like half opening. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't paying much attention. It was, it was very anime though. With all <laughs> of the visuals and the music. It was just all very anime. What more can you expect? Yeah. <laughs> From anime. Yeah. More what this anime does anime things uh and then after that uh they're back in their laboratory and ocarine is talking to a television set as if there's someone in there listening which is fun a little meta moment there <laughs> um he's talking to alpaca man yeah uh so he's like introducing everybody he says like oh i'm the mad scientist and he has a fake name, but I forget what it is. He says it later. I think yeah. Ocarine's his fake name, isn't no, it? No, that's his real that's name. His real name. That's his real name. Or no, yeah. Okabe. Okabe. Okabe is his. is his real name. I think Ocarine is his nickname. Mm-hmm. And then Hoinian Kayuma? Is it? There's so many names. So many names. Why... Why does every anime show, every character has 18 names? (laughs) In this this one, he gives them to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know he's uh, uh, trying to, like, hide from this organization and and stuff. So he uses fake names. But, but, ugh, I can't follow it already. And then you're naming yourself three different (laughs) things. That's why we just call him Okarin. Perfect. Yeah. Um, So... That's happening. He introduces Mayuri as like the he's she like makes costumes and she's just like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. And then they have their super hacker, Daru. Super hacker man. And he's like, Don't call me that. Um Super Hack. Yeah. But so their company, their laboratory, is called the Future Gadget Laboratory. And it was at that moment that I was like, Oh, okay, he's crazy. <laughs> he's out of his mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is done. He's he's not he's not legit. Um, so I mean, Mayuri and Daru are kind of just hanging out, and uh, Okarine is kind of the only one that takes it semi seriously. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Daru changes the channel from the alpaca man to the news where they're talking about the satellite that crashed into the radio hall, and Ocarina is kind of like, Hawa? And then she's like, yeah, remember we went there and the lecture was canceled? And he was like, no, I saw it. I got to make a big stink about I it. To, <laughs> I saw a dead body. <laughs> um, but he did he? Yeah, so he's just like, this is the agency. This is, this is the organization. 
doing this. Um, and then the TV breaks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember why he says this, but this is my favorite moment in the whole show. Uh, Daru is talking oh. about his 2D wives. And essentially, <laughs> Okarine says, no one cares about your waifu, Daru. Um, <laughs> I love that. Basically. Yeah, and then also... Yeah, it's a recurring thing. I don't like Daru because <laughs> yeah. he's kind of gross, but he has some really funny quips. Uh, kind of. He's very gross. He's very gross. Uh, the TV breaks, and uh, Okarine wants to take it to get fixed, and he's like, hey, help me with the TV, Daru. You're strong. And he's like, don't assume I'm strong just because I'm fat. And I was just like... Same. <laughs> People think I'm super strong, like, but I'm, I'm super not. Because it's also the middle of summer, and he's like, I'm not going out in this heat. It's I will hot. melt. Too damn hot. So he goes to get the TV fixed. Uh, he calls the TV guy Mr. Brown, and he's like, don't call me that. It's not my name. Yeah, he kind of just gives everyone nicknames. Yeah. It's his thing. Which very much helps clarity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves the TV there. Um, and then they he goes back to the apartment. Laboratory. Sorry. And he wants to do more experiments with their futuristic gadget, uh, which is a microwave. And they want to take Mayuri's bananas. And she's like, no, last time you did this, it made them all gross. I paid for these bananas and I want to eat them. But Ocarina is like, no, they're my bananas now. Donate them to the company. It's for the cause. Yeah, the greater donate good. to the cause. Um, so she is forced to give the bananas. They put them in the microwave and they turn into a gross green jelly. Gel slime. Ew. All mutated. Yeah, and then they go. Him and Daru are going to a lecture and. I think in the subtitles they say something about course credit. And I was like, are they yeah, in college? I think they're going to a local college. I don't think they're in college. I think they're going oh. to for another conference or lecture. Yeah. Oh, this says this says to acquire academic units. They're going to attend a seminar. What? Eh, maybe they're hmm. in college. But it's it's not if they are in college, it's not prevalent in the show. Yeah. Um so they're like in the elevator to get up to the the seminar and mm. Ocarine figures out that he had tried to send an email to Daru about a uh, scientist lady's murder but it got sent so it's the 28th of July and it was sent to Daru the 23rd of July so his email went back in time Whoa. Whoa. And then when the elevator doors open, scientist lady is standing there, perfectly healthy and not dead. Not a stab in her. <laughs> and that's the end of the uh the first episode. So yeah, uh already we get some uh time travel fuckery. <laughs> Ooh. Uh so we pick up episode 2. Uh, uh, right where we leave off, uh, him stepping off this elevator, uh, I, I just wrote down stab girl, so I'm gonna call her stab girl throughout. I like that. that might be the worst uh, nickname yet. <laughs> uh, 
So wait, we're complaining about is... we complain about animes giving people multiple names, but we literally have an episode <laughs> where we refer to each main character as a Sonic character. <laughs> hey, hey, don't call me out on my own shit. <laughs> we is... don't get held to our own standards here. This isn't don't therapy. I'm not trying to like improve this. myself. <laughs> oh god, it's <laughs> a good point though. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, what is her actual name? Um, uh, Kise Kurusi? Kurusu? Uh, the letters just don't make have sense. Yeah, we'll call I her have, Christina. Kurisu. Yeah. Kurisu. 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 We, we have it set, uh, Kurisu. Uh, now I'll keep calling her Stab Girl. Well, well that's like Chris. <laughs> Maybe her name is Chris. Kurisu. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, he's like, uh, what? I saw you dead in a stairwell. What are you doing here? And she's like, hey, um, we've never met. What are you talking about? Uh, so uh, he is freaking out, like, grabbing at her to be like, you have no stab wounds. Where are all your stab wounds? And she's like, oh, great. Uh, a perv oh, is you're attacking fully me harassing before. me. <laughs> yeah. Right Work. Um, but the stabbing he was talking about happened three hours ago, so it's still the same day. Yeah, so uh, naturally he's confused, and uh, she has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, so they go into the lecture, and she is delivering it. And one of my favorite things is she's giving this lecture because she published an article in Sciency Magazine. <laughs> Sciency. It was so sciency. Oh my god, like so sciency. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. I put like Mentos and Diet Coke and it was like so, so sciency. Wow. You should... It's an incredible publication. So... Stop making fun of it. You should be like a Scientologist or something. You know, just anything more sciency. <laughs> the sass in this episode <laughs> my god they go to such lengths to be like hey this is a credible theory time <laughs> travel we're talking about the large hadron collider but they name it sciency magazine <laughs> science you know what fair okay fair also enough. <laughs> i completely glossed over one of my favorite things in episode one he drinks dr pepper all the time and Mayuri is yes. like, you sure like Dr. Pepper? And he says, Dr. Pepper is the drink of intellectuals. It's ambrosia. <laughs> Technically, ah! to avoid copyright, it's DK Pepper, which I enjoy. <laughs> Donkey Kong yeah. Pepper. I'm sorry to <laughs> yeah, interrupt. I, I just had to bring that up. No, that, uh, thank you very much. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I feel like um, that's important for everyone to know. Yes, uh, vital information. Good character, Bob. Uh, so uh, she is giving this lecture because she wrote a article about time travel stuff. And uh, naturally, uh, he showed up so he can object and make it all about him. Uh, but unlike last time, uh, she knows what she is talking about. And she's like, okay, uh, this guy who was harassing me earlier is going to harass me during the lecture. Let's turn this into an open forum, shall we? And she just <laughs> wipes the floor with him with all of her scientific theories. And uh, he is lamenting his humiliation uh, <laughs> later on, walking in the summer heat, just dying, being like, oh, I can't believe I lost uh, I need Aww. to uh, buff up my defenses and get all my arguments together. 
uh, basically not accepting it, just being like, okay, I gotta figure out a way to prove her wrong. Poor baby. You know, as all good scientists do. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is this, Reddit? Uh, I mean, later on, yeah. But uh, So he goes to a local shrine where he meets uh, Mayuri, uh, and uh, she is practicing uh, sword play with uh, a girl named Ruka. Uh, I don't know how she factors in. But, Me neither. Uh, but yeah. This is just the introduction episode. They come in later. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't play much into it leading to my confusion. Yeah. But uh, uh, apparently uh, they donated some corn to the cause. Because <laughs> um, uh, basically all Mayuri does is collect food for the experiments and for them to eat it. And mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about, uh, like, he fakes a spirit attack because she is an exorcist. And he goes into this weird rant about her being a dude and i was very confused because he's like oh she's a beautiful woman she's so great but she's a dude oh she's so wonderful and great blah 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 i don't know if that's just bad translation yeah that is bad translation no ruka's male ruka's a yeah because in in the subs it's like yes ruka does this and this and this but he's a dude it's never, it's never like a question. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, yeah. Is, the, this is the episode I watched subbed. So. Yeah. Also. Sorry. Uh, according to the wiki, because Mayuri uses uh, the suffix "kun" when referring to Ruka, it's like a giveaway for people who speak Japanese because that's something that girls refer to boys with. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Or like members of the opposite sex refer to each other with, as opposed to like to you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So Ruka's a boy, but very feminine. Yep. And that upsets Okarine very much. Mm. I don't I, I don't know if he's like actually upset cuz they are friends, like that's why Ruka uh, donates the corn um to the group. Um but it, it does conflict with his yeah, cuz he talks about how like pretty Ruka is, but it's like yeah. he's still a guy. Am so I, it's, gay? Like, I can't how do I Yeah. He's not, like, upset with Ruka or anything. Like, they're friends, but it's it does have confusion for him. Because he's a dumb man. Yeah. He can't he, be gay. It, it's very much like, hey, uh, 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 despite the appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than, like, this is an issue or I have a problem mm. with it. Yeah. But it is just weird. He focuses on it. pays off later it. in a series. He focuses on yeah. it too much yeah. that I was like, this upsets him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it pays off later, but in these three episodes, it, it doesn't it really It pays do off. That's a funny way it, of putting there's it. A, there's a reason they uh, put so much attention on it early on. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, take the corn back to their uh, laboratory, and the uh, tech store uh, below them that he dropped the TV off at is hiring a new assistant. And uh, uh, what... I didn't get a girl's name, but she Suzuha. shows up and gets the job. Suzuha. Suzuha. Uh, so she shows up and she's like, yeah, I like TVs. <laughs> I can work here. And he's <laughs> like, fucking love yeah, CRT sure, TVs. <laughs> she's big in the Smash Brothers community. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just uh, they were designed for this, uh, so it cuts down so on the lag better. time between the input of the controller, so you can actually fight faster and nail down your exact frames. <laughs> That's actually true in the Smash Brothers community. <laughs> wow, uh, Donkey Konga it factors in too, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, we uh, so she's <laughs> interrogating him, like, "What? What are you doing? Why are you a weird sciencey guy?" Uh, apparently evil laughs are in style, she says, as he goes upstairs cackling. (laughs) So he is uh, upstairs late that night, and he's researching the satellite crash, Mm -hmm. because it does not line up with his memory. And also, uh, he's eating some corn super fucking weird, (laughs) and I needed to address that. I forget what it looks like. He was holding it in one hand, and it looks like he was just, like, eating it around. That's Because uh, there's that great argument of, like, do you eat it typewriter style or, like, in circles yes. going in. And But he was eating it one-handed, and it was just a very odd way to eat corn. Also, anyway, that has <laughs> nothing to do with it, but... Wait, presumably raw, because it still had, like, the, the shucks, the leaves on it. No, it, it showed a uh, establishing shot of them of uh, him boiling the corn. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah, wow. but he still yeah. There was the husk on it still. So yeah, it the corn. It's Japan. Do they know how corn works there? <laughs> well, uh, Shizuka or whatever doesn't. She the first time she's ever seen corn. Oh, oh yeah, Suzuha, right. but that was weird. Suzuha. Like he was like, "What do you mean you've never seen corn? She's never seen corn before." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, he is doing some research online straight into anime Reddit, basically, uh, because <laughs> yeah. he is, uh, recent researching the, uh, history of, uh, John Teeter, uh, who is the theorist, uh, who he was, uh, basing his plagiarism argument on earlier in that lecture that never happened. Oh, he's not um, just a theorist. John Teeter time traveled. Yes. Yeah, he is from the year 2036, apparently, and he is a time traveler who came back and is sharing all of his knowledge with uh, anyone who will listen on the message boards. Yeah, and he shared Uh, it all on the internet, so it must be true. It has to be true. Mm Mm-hmm. We're experts. Uh, So he uh, goes through all of his uh, theories, um... And then when he tries uh, to look up John Teeter, like, to try and get some more information about him, he only gets, like, uh, 12 results. Like, there's nothing. But he said he was super popular 10 years ago. Yeah, and he goes to the uh, books and papers that he had uh, printed from uh, John Teeter's stuff, and it is missing. So he calls up uh, Hack and is like, hey, where'd you move all my shit on John Teeter? And he has no idea what he's talking about. All, all of the info on this time traveler went missing. What? Also, he had a very great uh, quote saying, "Like ten years ago, every showed with a web dot uh, com link uh, had info <laughs> on John Teeter." <laughs> that is, and something, I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> that, that is, is a choice we missed out what... on in the sub." Yep, every showed with every a dot com. <laughs> That's a good that's a good translation yeah, I right think, there. I think what leads him to this though is that someone else named John Teeter is on like the message boards being like, Hello, I'm a time traveler doing all this stuff and he's like, 
you're lying. He did that in 2000. And he's like, I've never been to the year 2000. And that's when he's like, uh, yeah, you did. And he like looks it all up and he's like, oh, what? Yeah. Yes. Uh, So, uh, the next day, he is out on the street, and he sees a woman supposedly taking pictures of him. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, government agent, let me go confront her in the The most dramatic way possible. Um, So he confronts her and is like, hey, please delete those pictures of me, uh, because uh, uh, I'm just out in public and you can't do that. And she is a little bit on edge, because... uh, she didn't mean to insult him. She's just taking pictures of evidence that she was there. So very ominous and strange. And but also uh, seeing that he is very a very manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about manic. She's very uh, like kind of withdrawn and kind of like timid almost. Oh, that's just what the type is called. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but uh, she sees he is a man of science because he wears a lab coat everywhere. Of course. And uh, she's looking for an expert on an old IBM computer uh, that uh, she is, that she needs. She's looking for it. And uh, he says, oh, I I know a a computer guy. Let me see, or uh, I'll give you my contact info so you can reach out to me rather than me giving out his info. And she is very hesitant to let him touch her because he was going to reach out and, like, put his info in her phone and she was resistant to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they exchange information in part ways. And then he's immediately, like, bombarded with texts. And he's like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I thought she was oh, quiet. Whoops. But she's... She, uh, super into talking online. Yeah, she talks through her phone. She's very uh, withdrawn and like obsessed with her phone. Um, and she's kind of blackmailing him, saying, like, I'll delete your picture that I took of you, and i give it to the organization if you get me in contact with your like nerdy friend who knows what this IBM 5100 is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they meet at a maid cafe where uh, Mayuri works, uh, and he's going over the... Uh, stuff with him of like hey do you know anything about this computer and he's like oh that's super duper rare that's super old school tech uh it it's only rumored to still be around because it's like a collector's item at this point uh and oh uh we also get like a look at ferris which is like miori's uh co-worker um mm-hmm. once again not super relevant in these three episodes but plays off later but i do say that because uh Daru has like a fun line of Ferris Tan doesn't count. She may have a three she may be three D, but she has a two D soul. Which is like that's a that's a hell of a sentence right there. <laughs> yeah, because he's being flirty and cheating with cheating on his online harem, his as it is referred to as two D waifus. This fucking guy. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh gross <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh uh basically they go over that, uh and then we go back to the apartment. Uh, we get some ominous, uh, the world is in danger on their, like, omelets, but, uh, it doesn't really play into anything. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it's, it's because Ferris is kind of playing along with, uh, Ocarine and, like, really, like, belie- either believes him or it has fun playing along with him. Um, so mm. it's, uh, presumed that she wrote that out. But when he reads that, we get this weird, grainy, like, flashback sort of, like, 
revival moment like in a race like it it kind of has a flashback of him in a lab or something and looking up what happened to bananas and saying like the molecules were torn apart and that's why they got all like slimy and gross Mm -hmm. uh but yeah, we go to them going back to the lab, and they're doing more experiments on bananas. Uh, Okarin wants to put a whole bunch of bananas in, but uh, the hacker is like, uh, no, let's just do one. And uh, <laughs> Okarin, my favorite line, says, uh, okay, one banana, cautious Carl. <laughs> what? Whoever translated this show, fucking a yeah, game right here like there uh, is some uh, good weird shit i love it transcendent <laughs> <laughs> you've heard of negative so, yeah. nally now get ready for cautious carl <laughs> uh excuse me one banana cautious carl uh, oh, one so banana sorry. is what his friends call him <laughs> <laughs> that is a very important part of this uh so uh the microwave basically works. They're running it through, like, uh, radio waves. So uh, they're powering it by, like, sending text messages. Uh, so they uh, try it out. He sends a message, and they check, and that banana has disappeared. What? Whoa! Oh, what? So they're like, um, did we make a teleporter? What is this? Uh, and uh, they look back to the bunch of bananas, and it has reattached. But it is all mutated, like the bananas we saw the previous day. So whoa, somehow whoa, it jumped whoa. back in time. Incredible. What? Oh. No, I was just reacting. Ooh, spooky stuff. Those are reaction <laughs> sounds. <laughs> it sounded like, whoa, wait. What? What? Who? What? I realized that after I did it. <laughs> uh, so they are freaking out because this mutant banana is now reattached to the bunch. And, uh, uh, science, uh, Christina Stab Girl shows up. <laughs> science Christina. Christina Stab Girl. Science Christina is also there. <laughs> Literally. None of her names, but... <laughs> uh, and that's basically where we end episode two. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Science Christina Stab Girl. Um, yeah. What a good show. Uh, this is a great show. <laughs> It, uh, I I feel like I have to defend it though because it is a good show and it's well written. It's just it's a real slow burn. So getting a sampler pack of the first few episodes isn't great. And pick, you can like, defend it after. Them. Okay, sorry. Anyway, episode three. Uh, so it starts off. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Christina because that's an easier name to say for me. Um, Ocarine, uh calls out Christina saying she's a spy for an organization. She's here to. You know, take all their secrets and give them back to the uh, organization. Um, and she's just there because, like, hey, you harassed me, saying, like, you knew who I was before and we talked before and it just freaked me out. I want to make sure you're not a stalker trying to murder me in my sleep. Uh, and when she walks in, she sees the slime banana and just starts investigating and poking it, checking the viscosity of it and tasting it, and trying to figure out what the hell she just witnessed. Because um, even back in her lecture, her, her main argument was time machines aren't possible. Like, it's just physically impossible to uh, ever achieve time machines, no matter what technology you have. Um, so she's kind of the the, the naysayer. Um, and it's, uh, what's going on? They have a big, bit of, like, back and forth, a bit of, like, talking and really just uh, exposition. Daru continues to be a pervert. Uh, Akarine, uh calls her Christina for the first time, which ends up being her nickname throughout the rest of the series. And it's a lot easier to remember than 
Mikisi Kurusu. So, Christina. Um, and Ocarina invites her to join the future Gadgets team because she's already seen too much and they can't kill her again. She already died once. <laughs> they can't so, kill her again. It didn't work the first time. <laughs> so, it's She'll basically like, well, you already dead. seen. <laughs> The only way you can keep our secrets is if you're part of the team. And she's like, well, I'm going to go back into the States in, like, August. So it's not really... He's like, don't worry. It's not permanent. Like, you're only you're only here for this one thing. Um, so she kind of joins the group. Uh, and that's when Mayori comes up and gets super excited that there's another girl in the group. And another girl that's ever been in this apartment. Because it's just a real gross bachelor pad. And I say just that a while real living sausage in a real gross fest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then what happens... Uh, so Daru uh, tells him that uh, he connected his phone to the microwave back uh, the other day when, because I believe it's supposed to be like a f- remote controlled microwave. Like they're able to, they're supposed to be able to turn it on and off with their phones. Like that's what they're trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. So the other day when it didn't work, when uh, Okarina and Maru were out at the conference, Daru was back here putting his phone in and trying to mess with it still a little further. And um, when he did that, like, lightning came out. And that's the exact moment that Ocarina texted him, hey, I just saw this girl murdered. So it's at that moment that the microwave kind of freaked out and did this once before. Um, and so while Time they're going over travel. that... Whoa! Um, so they're trying to do that again and get another experiment. There's <laughs> another quote I wrote down is, chicken tenders taste best when you eat them with friends. Which is just Mayori. I wrote that down too. <laughs> it's just I Mayori agree. being just pure as shit for this very cynical, weird group. Um, so they test out the phone. Tenders. Yeah, get them tendies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they try out the phone wave, is what they're calling it. And um, Mayori open like they put the chicken tenders in because it's got to be something in there. You can't just run it on empty, I guess. Um, so they put the chicken tenders in. And Mayori's just like, ooh, they must be done by now. And just pulls it open while it's still running. And just lightning and smoke just spray out of this thing. Like, it's scorching the ground and snaps the table in half. And they say it puts a hole in the floor. But we don't really see it too well. Um, and uh, the t- chicken tenders are ruined. Which is just the worst. It's a shame. The tenders will never be tender again, <laughs> she says. What a dang did shame. You, did you just write down all of her lines? Uh, she had some choice quotes. She had some real good ones. Um, She's the best. But despite all... She's the best one. <laughs> best girl. Uh, despite all the destruction from the explosion, though, the phone's still fine. Um, so when they go to check it, uh, they find out that the text that they sent to Ocarina's phone, uh, that was in the microwave, or attached to it, actually went back five days. So that's when they realize, like, the text message went back in time using this phone wave thing. The text went back in time. Back. I was wondering how long we'd get there, <laughs> despite all of our Back to the Future references. Um, and so Christine kind of just like freaks out. It's kind of like, fuck this. This isn't real. This isn't possible. This destroys my whole argument. Like, I'm out. And just bails. And she just like runs off. Um, That's what I and... do too when I'm wrong. <laughs> I run away. Run you know, away. as a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Can't face being uh, criticized. Um. So it just cuts to the next day. It's Ocarina uh, waking up on his couch, because I guess that's where he sleeps. Um, and it was like 13 text messages from Shining Finger, which is the name he gave 
to the weird girl who's blackmailing him and wanting information about the IB5100. Um, what a bad nickname. That she, just, uh, she just texts so much, and I, I think it's some sort of reference uh, in Japanese. I think it might be a Gundam reference. Maybe. So, yeah. Um, and there's, they're saying they tried the the phone wave all night and it wasn't working anymore. Like it, it worked that one time and they can't get it again. Um, so she's asking him all these questions and they're trying to troubleshoot this. Uh, and then all of a sudden people are talking about John Teeter again online, which they were not talking about at all two days ago. So it's kind of weird that all of a sudden he's like a big topic of conversation now. Um, and then this is where we get kind of a lot of exposition about, uh, Okarin and uh, Daru were talking about CERN and the uh, Large Hadron Collider as a particle accelerator, and there's theories that they could be making like miniature black holes. And John Teeter's whole I like argument hmm? was pretty checked out during this because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't, that's, I don't understand. That's why I got yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, this was the organization that they keep talking about. Is this? big uh government agency that is basically doing what they're doing but much better well the organization is something else this is cern this is a public i think it's based in sweden uh i thought they said that this was the organization because they hack into it later they say it's a part of the organization but it's not okay the soul like this is there's more to the organization than just this um of course so many organizations cern is like the science they're all together the government has them all. Yeah. Uh, NASA, CERN, JPL. NATO. Uh, I don't know what that one was. The, um, the, um, yep. JPL. Sure. Just it's, no. um, it's a space place. I, don't I went know. there when I was a kid. They had an open house. I remember it. Do you? Yes, I do. Ask my that, parents. Was that a, diver- Google was JPL. That a diverging timeline? No. It's a diverging oh. timeline. They don't exist. Oh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Oh, okay. That's something yeah, I hear. The... Local references. <laughs> I've been in this uh, timeline for 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> Glad one of us here does, because I don't. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so they're talking about CERN, and they're saying how uh, it's very public that they have the large, large Hadron Collider. Um but they're speculating that CERN is actually up to more, and there's a ton of stuff they're not talking about publicly. And it's because John Te- one of mean one of the main arguments for John Teeter about the time travel is that CERN is actually a monopoly controlling all of the time travel machines. Any machine that's capable of time travel, CERN has bought up and like discontinued and make sure no one knows about it. Um, that way they can't be undone by someone going back in time and trying to undo everything like John Teeter is. Um, so they get real skeptical about CERN and are trying to like, all right, we're hacking into them. These are these are the guys who know shit, and we got to figure out what's happening with our phone wave. This is the organization that would know stuff about them. Um, so then, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, they're all talking about this in like a ramen shop while they're out for lunch. Um, and then Ocarin goes home, and on his way home, he's talking to the shopkeep downstairs. I already forget her name. Um, Suzuha. The assistant, rather. Suzuha. Uh, and as he's like just... You know, making small talk. She's talking about, like, oh, hey, I ever heard you guys talking about CERN. He's like, what? You're spying on us? She's like, no. I'm just right downstairs below you guys, and the walls are pretty thin. And you are so loud. You're screaming all the time. It's kind of impossible not to hear you. And um, 
so he's uh, talking about like, oh yeah, we were looking into CERN, and she's like, oh, about the Large Hadron Collider. She's like, why do you know every like? Once again, he forgets that she just said she could hear him, but she's kind of, kind of hinting at stuff that she wouldn't normally know, and she's kind of talking about the uh, IBM fifty one hundred. Like she has a bit of information about that, um, and then when he gets a text. He gets a text, and she's like, "He's like, oh man, bad news." And she's like, "Oh, daily death count." It's like, "What?" It's like, "What? Nothing. It's from a video game." Ha <laughs> ha. What? And like, <laughs> what? Quickly death? tries to blow uh, off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, so after uh, he talks to her, she mentions uh, she also like knows about John Teeter and the IBM fifty one hundred and how it's critical. John Teeter said how it's critical to his time travel methods. Um. And when uh, Ocarina hears that, he runs upstairs and, like, goes back on the forums um, uh, that John Teeter was on and starts talking to everyone. And this is when we kind of get a voiceover from John Teeter himself talking about the diverging timelines. And that time isn't just a river like everyone imagines. It's actually just splits apart into, like, this crazy fractal spider web. And that uh, every big decision Jeremy, bury me. (laughs) I don't get that reference still. Sorry. (laughs) Um, all the divergent timelines split off, so there'll be, like, when one critical event happens, there'll be a timeline where it did happen and a timeline where it didn't happen. And it just spreads and spreads. And then uh, people's memories will be rewritten to fo- to work in that timeline. So kind of saying, like, hey, if people aren't remembering stuff, it might be because it's a different timeline now and their memories were rewritten. Um, and that's when Ocarina kind of points out, like, hey, weren't you talking about this back in 2000? And Teeter points out again, like, hey, I wasn't back, I never went back to the year 2000. But, if you're saying you remember me there, it might be because of a diverging timeline. And if that's the case, I would really like to get in contact with you. And he gives him his own personal email address for Ocarina to, like, talk to him. So now he's got a direct line to his pseudo-hero, or just information source. Some guy. Some weird guy <laughs> pretending to be another guy. Um, and another it's about this time Another potentially crazy guy. Yeah. Uh, Mayori shows up, and she got snacks for the group, and this is just kind of a, I don't know, it's like a kind of calmer scene, it's not like a recap, but it's kind of just like a break from all the hustle and bustle of time travel, and CERN, and sine waves, and all that, and phone waves, um, and she gets everyone snacks, so it's just uh, her and Ocarin on top of the roof, just having some stew, and trading back and forth whichever meats they prefer, and uh, trying to negotiate which ones they want. Uh, and then while they're up there, we hear Daru like scream, like excited uh, from downstairs. And when they run down, he's already hacked into CERN, like within a day of them talking about doing this. Easy peasy. So either he's either really smart or CERN has really lax security protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for an agency that's hiding uh, time travel secrets. Yeah. But when he gets into it, they're mostly just finding a lot of email reports, a lot of stuff of, like, the performance reports of, like, the Hadron Collider and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, this isn't this isn't stuff that isn't already public knowledge or even relevant. But then they find out about the Z program, which is, you know, if there's ever a weird conspiracy theory project, it's that's what you would call it. Um, and as they're looking more into it and about the reports of the Z program, they find out that... Uh, all the information about it was kind of, like, scrubbed. Like, it was mm-hmm. in reports, and then all of a sudden, lots of disappearing. They're like, oh, that must mean because it succeeded. Because if it failed, they would just report it and try and work on it more. But if it succeeded, that w- then they want to clamp down all the information so it doesn't get out and other people can do it. 
and then the last email they find is that uh, one of the results or one of the reports say the results of a human died. So someone died during the Z program at CERN, which is supposed to be a very like physics based, like public science stuff, like office. So like, there's no reason anyone should have died during any of their experiments. They should not be testing anything close to human experiments. So it's kind of like, what the hell is CERN doing? Mm-hmm. And that's the end of episode three. Whoa! Spooky! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that bit, it's kind of a much smaller cliffhanger than them teleporting a banana or sending it back in time and another character being murdered. It's, yeah. It's not as big as It's a, a theoretical person being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, those are the first three episodes. That's what we watched. Sure are. <laughs> anyway. Oh man, didn't you guys uh, just love it? Uh, so. <laughs> I think from the anime expert's point of view, um, I think what they're setting up is kind of interesting and like revisiting it. It, it was interesting, like thinking about it more. And, like, considering what they're setting up more, like, I can see the Mm -hmm. potential and I can see its popularity, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I am curious to know what's going on, but at the same time, this is a little longer, right? This is a 20-something episode anime. Yeah, and then, like I said, there's, like, a game and then there's, like, another series. Another anime. So, like, it continues on. Yeah. Yeah, like, I I don't know if I care enough to pursue the rest of what they're gonna do, but... It's interesting. I don't know. I think it's the characters. I just don't really like the characters. Yeah, the the characters are a big selling point for a lot of shows. I mean, that's why there's so many shows where it's like, God, this story's kind of shitty, but I like that character, and you follow through with it. Um, it's it's tough. Like, we kind of point out, like, Miori's great! And it's like, she's maybe in, like, a collective four minutes of these three episodes. So she's yeah, like, yeah. And, and they are building her up to be, like, the ditzy assistant. And it's like, you idiot, you're ruining the experiments because you want chicken tenders. Yeah. There and was it's like, okay, she is a good character, though. Can we not be yeah. like, you She's idiot? She's the only source of joy in this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. There was a scene where uh, after the uh, initial conference, they go to the park and she gives, um, I close my notes, I immediately forgot everyone's names, Okarin. Um, she gives him the DK Pepper. Um, yeah, that's, and we get that's a the flash. Part. That's we get a flash of her at like a gravestone, like in the rain with an umbrella. So it's like a weird, just like really tiny, like flash of that scene, and we don't really have any context for it, or no one reacts to it. So it's kind of like what? What was that? Um, yeah, they're laying down some groundwork for more stuff to be introduced. But currently, what's in the actual text and not like subtext is not excellent. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, early on. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling the same way. I do like that it's uh, more hard science fiction than we get from a lot of yeah. shows. Because usually it's just like, yeah, I have a mystical power, I can time travel. Uh, rather than getting into the nitty gritty uh, science details, which is definitely interesting. Uh, and sort of the government conspiracy of time travel and naturally... You don't hear about it because it's covered up and all that uh, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I do like where it's building up. I don't think the narrative is strong enough and uh, clear enough yeah. uh, to <laughs> keep my interest for more than this. 
because I would like to see how things unravel, but at the same time, like you said, the characters aren't enough to grip me for the like episode by episode uh watching of this. Yeah. That's a better way Tell of me. putting it. <laughs> Your favorite characters weren't psychopathic scientist that yells all of his thoughts or perverted nerd boy or murder victim we left out the parts where he had mayuri and uh karisu uh repeat things that they said because they sounded vaguely dirty yeah fucking gross yeah yeah that that second one with christina lingered way too long because She's like, oh, you just want me to eat a banana, huh? And then they spend, like, three more minutes being like, now say that again, but slowly. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're making a sex joke. Can we please move on from this cringy... Not anymore. Cringy thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to say his character gets better, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think much like... like, It just gets less better. Black Butler is not written well. We've established this. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I feel like the things that happen in both of these shows are, like, similar in that, like, yeah, this was, like, almost ten years ago. So, like, ten years ago, maybe this was funny to somebody. Mm-hmm. But now it's just kind of icky. Yeah. And that in particular, they just beat the dead horse for way too long. Yeah. Because she starts it by saying, ah, oh, you want me to do a double entendre. Got it. And yeah. then they spend several more minutes to like, okay, let me write out on this chalkboard why this is a sexy comment and dissect it for way too long for it to even in the time period beyond funny and just being like, hey, stop. <laughs> You're it's, talking it's, about It's time explaining travel. a joke. And if you have to explain a joke, it's never funny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's... Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, he gets less perverted. Like that's definitely like an earlier character trait they use a lot to, I guess, establish what his character is. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably was unnecessary. You could have probably gotten away with that just by referring to women as three D and two D. Like I really think that establishes a lot more without really dragging it out much longer than it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they at least stop doing that. Like I think this is kind of where it stops happening. So like, I don't know if his character gets better. But he gets less perverted, which is nice. Um, That's but good yeah, the characters, the characters mm-hmm. driving it forward. I think they definitely had with a visual novel. It's a game, so it's like the story takes place over twenty hours, roughly. Ugh. So like they had plenty of time to work with this, <laughs> and I think they were kind of like, oh, this is already in a po- a popular established franchise. Let's greenlight it immediately for twenty six episodes or so. So they're kind of like, oh, all right, we got to fill that time, and it's. You know, visual novel is just story. It's just dialogue. It's just people talking back and forth. And, like, not always a lot of stuff happens. So not a lot of stuff happens when it's translated into an anime. So it's kind of like... It's like Death Note, where the main action is, like, texting on a phone. And, like, that's the big action sequence is him texting someone or, you know, using a microwave. So there's not a lot of, like, visual stuff that's happening where it's like, oh, you gotta see this. It's like, not really. Like, it really... You can see its visual novel roots because it doesn't need to be in motion for most of the stuff it conveys. Yeah, I forgot you said that this started as a visual novel because I was thinking this would... I feel like I would enjoy this more like in book form. Yeah. Where it is just, oh, let me read this story where we're not trying to fill 
uh, uh, TV arcs as well and give it that long form format. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like Memento, the movie where it's like, I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing very clever things, but goddamn, is it hard to follow the initial t- first time watching it? Yeah. Mm. So it, all right, I, well. <laughs> so I guess Weeb aren't there. Weeb yet. are not there yet. Yeah, I I would explore this as like a book or the visual novel, but maybe not the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is good. I think. So I honestly think I might not have gotten through it the first time if I wasn't watching it with a buddy of mine at the time. Mm. And we kind of had, like, a buddy system to just, like, power through it. Uh, without that, I might have dropped it earlier, Yeah. Too. So it it is good. It does pay off. It is just a real slow burn at the beginning. Like, it's real slow and confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And since there is uh, such a big franchise based on it, maybe there is a better entry point than jumping straight to the anime. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe you should play the visual novel first. Yeah. It's clearly popular for a reason, so. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for going on this time travel journey. Thank you for the recommendation. Yes. Yes, thank you, Nicholas, for this recommendation. I'm sorry we didn't love it as much as you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's well, nothing personal. We love you. You're great. I like it. Yes, if Brendan likes it, but he's already seen it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for next week, uh, we are going to be watching Sailor Moon. Wow. Ooh. Why, Throwback. Dugan? Uh, because we have a guest joining us, uh, voice actress Jackie Lastra, uh, who will be uh, walking us through it because this is uh, her favorite series and uh, one of the foremost experts on Sailor Moon that oh, uh, yeah. we know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even say favorite series. It's probably your favorite thing, period. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll be having a special guest next week to talk about Sailor Moon. Uh, and uh, once again, you can recommend things to us on our social media at Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram. Our Facebook group is Are We There Yet Podcast. And you can reach us by email at Are We There Yet at gmail.com. Dot gmail.com. Uh, uh, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm good at this Your stuff. Your brain is put. It's been a rough day. <laughs> yes. You've had uh, to process so, a lot. Yeah. It's yes. been a long week. <laughs> uh, my brain is a mutated banana. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. I'm mostly retweeting stuff to try and get free shit. So don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, it's honest. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> uh, and thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. And thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme song Stories off the album Beats. You can find all of Louie's music at louiezong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you will join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Bye. Bye.